Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? I You'll find out in DJ247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a rope? And what's the best game where you battle the pole? Like I said, you will find out in this year's podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within an extremely specific category. For example, this week, we're looking for the best game that suffered from bloating. How you interpret the word bloating is where the game is. But joining me to discuss that is uh, Editor-in-Chief Tom Ory. Hello, I am suffering from Christmas bloat a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is, I mean, this is a topic you came up with. You have a pudding off for every meal at Christmas, don't you? Like <laughs> well, you don't have pudding. to. That's yeah. just a choice that you made, Tom. Lunch pudding, <laughs> dinner pudding, snack pudding. It's the fucking quality street that gets me. I end up like, I, I feel, I get to the end of the day and I'm like, oh, I feel a bit, I feel all a bit clammy and stiff and a bit like, you know, like I've, you know, but I haven't eaten that much. And I think, yeah, no, you haven't. You've eaten normally, except for the fucking five handfuls of Quality Street that you've just been grazing every 15 minutes. So, um, I've yeah. still got a Yule log. I've still got one little bit of Yule log, just the end piece left. But mm-hmm. it's That's probably going bit. down later today, I think. Yeah. I got a bunch of Stalin just like in a the box somewhere. You got Stalin? Yeah. Oh, I ate Stalin really early. I, had, I was regretted it. But I didn't have any left over Christmas. It feels kind of wrong to eat it now. No, I'll have it. Send it okay. to me. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I've, we've still got two panettones left. Oh. So, yeah, you know, it's a hard life, isn't it? <laughs> um, also joined by uh, Associate Editor Alex Donaldson. Hello. And uh, Staff Writer Connor Macker. Uh, I'm not going to call you daft connor this time where it's a it's a it's a you new can't, you gotta hear his pick you before you call him it, it though you can't. i was having a cake and eating it too there but uh it's a new day uh it's a new year so uh we're gonna drop the daft connor thing now uh because uh because i've decided it's it's too mean uh and it was only me- it was meant to be it was meant to be a hand puppets uh comedy insult and then it just became just the thing we said <laughs> And then it just became your name. Um, All right. Okay, cool. So uh, best game that suffered from bloating. uh, As you came up with the topic, Tom, no doubt. Wild feeling. I came up with this. Yeah, you came up with that. Best game that suffered from bloating. I was going to say it's another terrible topic, but I can't, can I? Yeah, it was you you that suggested this one. And I think because you had just eaten once again, like your third pudding of the day. I think it was Christmas related. Yeah. Um, So what have you got for us? Right. So it's a terrible topic. I struggled <laughs> to think of anything that would work for this because I didn't want to go the obvious, like, uh, it's a Ubisoft game. Uh, Ubisoft games are always full of bloat, aren't they? Oh, look, towers. So I thought, no, let's not do that. I thought, let's focus on the best game angle of the podcast and work yep. backwards. So I was, like, trawling for hours through the best games of all time lists, mm-hmm. days even. I went through looking for it, and I thought, right, you know what? Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Full of bloat, right? For God's sake. So, like, let's just listen to this argument first, Alex, shall we, before we 
go off on one about it. But look, look. <laughs> so first of all, the shrines, right? Mm. Shrines, right? Let's just these things are quite boring after a while. They're just full of them. Like, let's go to another shrine. Oh, look, I'm going to move a ball in the air, throw it somewhere. It's going to roll down a thing. Oh, there's another one. Oh, I'm going to go and move a thing. going to move something up. going to teleport myself up using some rocks that come out of the ground or whatever you can do in Breath of the Wild. Bit dull, bit boring. I've done it a few times. I say I don't want to do another 50 of them. Float, right? The, the um, what are they called? Uh, Korok? Korok seeds, is it? I can't remember mm-hmm. what they're called. Like, yeah. there's a billion of them in this game. There's probably not, it's like, I don't know, nearly a thousand. I can't remember how many there are. There's a lot of them. Um, and you have to do, like, really tedious things to get them all. It's like, I don't know how many different ways you get these seeds, but most of them are like, oh, move a thing, shoot a tree, and do that, like, 300 times a piece. Bloat, right? <laughs> Bloat. <laughs> how many weapons are in this game that just break? Mm-hmm. Bloat. Well, that's loads why of, there's lots of weapons. Loads though, of weapons just lying around, bloating the world. Because it's, it's better to have break. that. Yeah, but the, the, the weapons, the fact, so many weapons and the fact that they break are too the, linked the weapons, things. Because the weapons the idea was I, is, I threw in just as a joke because I knew you'd get yeah, off, I was gonna go say, off the, on the, the idea is that, that you are constantly picking up new stuff and forced to experiment. Yeah. With the bloated lineup of weapons, yeah. Loads of weapons. Too I many. can't believe you picked this. Mm. When you're the man who's who who has a, a, a son who is like 100 percented uh, Mario Odyssey with all Odyssey those, Odyssey is not bloat. Odyssey is like the perfect amount of stuff. It's like constantly here's a thing to do, here's a thing to do, here's a thing to do. I don't. It does it's not. Bloat. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced those moon puzzles are really very different to the Korok puzzles. Yeah, but they're presented differently. Korok puzzles are well boring. And it's like I got to like a few hundreds. Like I'm done. I, I just can't be bothered anymore. Isn't the implication that you're picking the Korok seeds out of their shite as well? That makes it worse, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. So we go. Just throwing that in there as a Jim Trinker special. Yeah, so there we go. I've got nothing else to say about this, really, <laughs> other than it's clearly one of the best games of all time still, but some of the stuff you do, it's just I a bit I think the floaty. reward for picking up the Korok seeds is a poo. It's a golden poo. <laughs> right. It doesn't actually do anything as well. Um. <laughs> to be fair it's not a bad reward is it that's that's actually pulled it perfect. back yeah it's perfect you might have fucked this tom mm-hmm. it's exactly what people who would go out of their way to get them all kind of deserve right it's like a meaningless pile of shit right <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a commentary on uh on collectibles i've as well. always wondered I've, I've put a link in the thing you know, you'll have to Google it if you're listening. But genuinely, I've always wondered if that was the purpose of of the reward being a turd, mm-hmm. where the icon looks like a gold. It's a golden turd, right. but it's a turd. <laughs> yeah, because you have to collect all nine hundred nine hundred Korok seeds. It's just too much, right? It's ridiculous. It serves no mm-hmm. purpose. Unbelievable. Like, yeah, there's got to be some kind of commentary on on uh, the state of open world. Uh, uh, so it's clever blokes, they get away with it. It's deliberate. Mm-hmm. It's like when people say it was deliberately bad. That wasn't mm-hmm. just shit. It's like when. Um, uh, when Tarantino and Rodriguez did those grindhouse films and everyone was like, well, these are fucking shite. Mm. And they were like, oh, but the point is that they're rubbish. <laughs> it's like, aye, but the end result is still like toilet, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, yeah. yes. 
All right, I understand. Uh, I uh, I'm not I'm not entirely sure that Breath of the Wild is particularly bloated because one of one of the one of the standing sort of uh, bits of praise that that game gets all the time is that it's it takes that open world formula and makes it mean something and makes the, it a the, bit. Lean. I like the open world. I don't like the shrines. The shrines are just get dull. They just get very dull. But it's always it's always giving you. Um, it's always challenging you, your inventiveness, your creativity. Whereas, I haven't got any inventiveness. Creativity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. All right, moving on. Um, Alex, what have you got for us? I've changed. I'm changing my pick. Actually, oh my god, unbelievable! You're not allowed um, to do that. Well, there's been a precedent set. Yeah, you I was before, so it's too late now. But I was because after I sent you the text, because I sent it in a bleary-eyed state this morning, and then um, I was thinking about let's go for some stuff that needs to happen this month, and there's some games coming back out, Um, and so I've got to pick one of them. I know. So let's just for the sake of argument pick uh, Persona Four Golden, but Mm. it applies to all of the Persona games. Where Atlas do this really fucking annoying thing, where Mm. They have a perfectly good 60-hour, sometimes 70-hour Japanese RPG, a very meaty game. And then, so they did Persona 4, and I firmly believe Persona 4 is, um, it's got its problems, but it's one of the best uh, JRPGs and more traditional JRPGs of the last 20 years. And then Persona 5 as well, which is very much just... um, a continuation of what they did in four also truly incredible. I think which one of those two you prefer is a bit of a toss up and three is also really good to be fair. Um, but then in every instance, least agree just with the third game, actually the third game, they did something a little bit different, but with persona four and persona five, they put these games out, they get scores of 10 out of tens, and then they go, we're going to do this expanded release. That's like a director's cut. And it's always just a load of unnecessary shite. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's, they just add, you know, they add a lot of the stuff you would expect. So it's like, oh, there's more animated cutscenes, fine. But then it's like, oh, we already had hundreds of personas. Now we're going to add more personas. Uh, you know, this Persona is a game that takes place over a calendar year. So it's a bit like if you haven't played one, the only of a game I can think of. There's, I'm sure there's many, but the one that first comes to mind is it's like that Shenmue structure. So you can do a certain amount in a day. And then at the end of the day, you're forced to go back home and go to bed. And then you wake up, then it's the next day. And then it's like, so what they try to do for the most part is cram a load of extra content, but the game calendar usually doesn't change that much. They might add a bit on at the end. So it's like, they just give you loads more shit to worry about and to do in the same amount of in-game time, but also, despite being the same amount of in-game time, it just stretches this 70-hour game to... Persona 5 Royal is well over 100 hours. It's just an absolute piss take. It does not respect your time at all. And it just... I think the reason why I wanted to switch from my other pick, which I think was fairly obvious, and and I originally I had a pick that was quite demonstrative of... of uh, the general industry like it was demonstrative of the obvious case of this in the industry like the really obvious case and i could have picked any game in that realm because i think open world games with icon vomit where you just open the map and you just get stressed and i could talk about 
endless games for that. I could I could talk about stuff like Assassin's Creed. I think Ubisoft are the kings of it, right? Like even the even even the crew, a racing game, they managed to have that awful icon vomit, and you go to a whatever it was in the crew, like a radio point, and you interact with it, and then it just fills the map with stuff, and you're like. Oh, but then that yeah. spreads to other games because I remember having the same feeling of like this is just getting stupid now with Forza, with recent Forza Horizon games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could have picked even stuff in like Breath that. of the Wild. It is, but I think the the, the open worlds that do that stuff well, mm-hmm. there's just something different in the way they frame it. And so your Skyrim's, your Breath of the Wild, your Witcher Freeze, that's what makes those the best open world games in on the market. But I was like, okay. But that's obvious, and then, but then I've and that stuff annoys me. But it doesn't stop me from enjoying those games. Like I've completed plenty of those Assassin's Creed games. At some point, I just start to ignore a lot of the icons. However, the Persona stuff actually really racks me off because it takes these wonderful games, and mm. it's like I was having this conversation with someone the other day because obviously they're releasing Persona Three and Persona Four Golden, Persona Three Portable. Persona 4 Golden on uh, Nintendo Switch and, and 3 is coming to PC for the first time and they're both coming to Xbox for the first time and um, both coming to PlayStation for the first time. And I was chatting to someone about how there isn't really a definitive version of Persona 4, one of the best games of all time, or at least one of the best games in, definitely I would say it's in the top 25 games ever, maybe the top 20. Um yeah. But there's no definitive version because the original version is like better paced and just respects your time more and the story just flows better and all that sort of stuff. But there's so many quality of life improvements in Golden that you cannot go back to the original once you've experienced Golden. Even though Golden has got all this gardening bullshit and bug catching and unnecessary costumes that are nothing to do with the story and like crowbars in crappy halloween events and a a skiing trip because it's just like (laughs) the whole point of persona 4 is like you're a small town uh kids in a small town you have one visit to the big city where actually you visit the school from um from persona 3 so they sort of make a little it's a nice little crossover yeah but the whole point is that you're small town kids and it's about the boredom and it's sort of got these scooby-doo vibes of when you live in this tiny town where everyone knows everyone and then in the fucking uh, in golden they then just add all this like yeah let's go on a skiing trip let's go on holiday i think i can't really remember because i'm so annoyed about it it's sort of all left my mind but i'm pretty sure in persona 5 the version of that is they go to hawaii mm-hmm. and it's just like fuck off it's terrible <laughs> so that's my, so that's my pick because it really annoys me because it becomes this thing of if there was a toggle in these games to turn off certain bits of the new stuff and keep other bits it'd be like you could create one of the best Japanese RPGs of all time. But because all the quality of life improvements that are smart are attached to all this other unnecessary shit, which is basically a way of justifying getting people to buy the same game again at full price. It's annoying. I hate it. And that's why I had to change because the more I thought about it, the more angry I got. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's really good. I think uh, um, because it's added value or at least perceived, perceived to be added value that actually just like, you know, uh ruins the pacing um uh destroys the flow of the game um but it's but as you say it's attached to the quality of life improvements so it's like it's such a poison chalice you know what it is it's that dance scene 
the guided to return of the jedi with the with the the cg <laughs> guy going what the what 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 and all that <laughs> it's that scene in video game form except it's not a five minute scene added it's like 10 12 15 hours of stuff yeah mm. there we go yeah, yeah. Um, but it is a JRPG and, and therefore boring. <laughs> I guess the idea is that oh, people love these characters, so let's go take them to Hawaii or whatever. But you're right; like, it seems like it's just yeah. But that's what used to, like that's like fucking when on the buses gets a movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is actually legitimately that as well, right? Though because when is, you have yeah. a successful sitcom and you get given the budget to make a movie on. British movie budget so quite yeah. cheap. It's what do you do? Yeah. You go, yeah, you do in between this movie. You go to Magaluf. You do, yeah. Basically, you, yeah. you, you just take, you just take it abroad. I couldn't believe it when, um, oh, uh, people was it people just do nothing like that BBC Three sitcom. Like I mean, yes, I never, yeah. They 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 did a movie where they go to Japan. <laughs> it's like every single British sitcom does this. Don't British sitcomify your rpg so all right okay now connor what have you got for us well i've also uh picked an rpg mm-hmm. i have picked a game that i played a while back really really liked when i first booted it up really really enjoyed it but i think due to the sheer amount of just like tat added onto it i i couldn't even finish it i just became so uninterested with it uh and that's final fantasy 15 oh yeah yeah I remember when I felt like the first like few hours of Final Fantasy 15, I actually really dug it. Uh, I because the basic selling point for me of that game is that you get these four kind of likable characters and they're on this big adventure. And a lot of the glue that kind of keeps the game together <clears throat> is their interactions with each other. Mm-hmm. So you're start a camp and you start chatting and during combat, they're like have these quips and you kind of get a feeling of like their relationship and it gets better and better throughout the game. But the problem is there's just so much like, I remember getting so bogged down with these like bounty hunts with these like little go out and kill these monster like side quests and all those other like little exploratory sort of side missions that distract from this like core story that I found quite enjoyable in Final Fantasy games. Um, that like, by the time I was like dozens of, dozens of hours in sort of like the charm of like, this game kind of fell off. Usually when a game um, has a lot of side tap to do, I'll be like, okay, this is a podcast game. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm reviewing it, which I guess I never do this. Um, where like, I'll stick on some music or like a podcast and I just get through it, right? I just trudge through like the kill five horses or whatever, um, defeat a dragon out in the wild or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what game asked you to kill horses? I can't think of a single one. It's what came to mind anyway for some reason. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. I guess yeah. Yeah. killing horses is such a taboo, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I, can't, I literally like, can't even if you do it in Red Dead Redemption, everyone's just like, yeah, it's it's like the worst reputation killer. This is awful. Yeah, but like usually, if I was playing WoW, for example, and I'm doing mm-hmm. a bunch of meaningless shite, uh, I'll stick on a podcast. But because of like how like like tied side by side all these like capture interactions that are generally quite great are with just like standard gameplay in 15 i felt like i couldn't do that because i'm missing out on the bit i really like Mm. and i like the Mm. main stories full of that the side quests are full of that Mm. so but like what that meant is that i I just got so it kind of wore me down and by the time you leave the first main map 
after this is going to be really cringy to Final Fantasy fans, but I, I don't like this big like after you you go to this water place and there's this I think it's Leviathan. This is a big summon. This big yeah, water but dragon, that's the point at which whatever. the game flips, right? That's the point at which the game stops being an open world game and becomes this really weird linear. Yeah, and that sucks because I got to that and I was like, I'm done with this. I can't do any more side quests. I'm so bored. And there aren't any after that. Point. And there aren't any after that. <laughs> I got to the point where the game would probably, funnily enough, be all right with me. But at that point, I had invested so much time into it that I was like, I've, I've, I've got my, you know, I've got what I wanted out of it. I'm kind of done. Mm. Um, it's a sort of problem that I didn't have with The Witcher Three because all of the side stuff in The Witcher Three is kind of, I don't know, like it feels I, less just thrown in. I will say I don't think this is a bad pick. What I'd say is. I think it's an interesting pick, but I don't think it's quite right to me anyway, in the sense that I think that FF15, the problem that it has is that it's actually not bloat as much as it is a lack of good stuff, by which I mean in that open world, by which I mean it's got probably the same amount, I would say probably less of that sort of busy work side quest stuff than your average Ubisoft game or even a game like The Witcher 3. But the problem is, that's all there is. And aside from the story, there isn't really any meaty side stuff to get your teeth into. And I think that's the difference. If you're doing the, if you're doing that busy work, you're doing hunts and stuff, or is that the difference between this and Final Fantasy 12, right? Because 12 had a lot of hunts and stuff. Mm. The, the, if you're doing hunts and stuff in between doing these side quests that have story and world building, world building and meaning and purpose, then you sort of accept it a bit more. But when that is all that you're doing, yeah, it becomes deeply depressing very, very quickly. And then the other time it becomes deeply depressing is when that stuff just massively outnumbers the stories, the, the, the stuff that has meaning, which is the Ubisoft problem. They have the story stuff and the meaningful side quests, but then they have so much of the, busy work and so that's because mm. i when when i think bloat i think an overstuffed world or something with too much in it i actually think what a final fantasy 15 is the biggest downfall of it is that it's quite empty not bloated there we go done but like here's, <laughs> but in that, it kind of yeah you could make an argument that like it's empty and to make it feel like there's actually a reason to explore this open world they shove in a bunch of like hunts right yeah like i remember finishing up at like the get like the petrol station uh which is i think the first place you go to when you push your car in and i do all the like quests there and i'm ready to move on and there's just a bunch of hunts that i can do that are kind of like okay now before you leave this little mini zone how about you actually look around it for a bit and kill some dragons or whatever um i feel like it's just needless and it's inserted i feel like if it's insert if it's like a sort of gameplay sort of if it's missions inserted into the game to make you actually explore the world, then it's kind of bloating itself up just to justify itself. And I think that's kind of naff. Um, it does it lose sight of the fact that it is a road trip after the um, after the point where it becomes like really linear? No, well, it, no, because the, the second half of the road trip becomes a, it takes place on a train basically so you're mm -hmm. still sort of going through the world and it's like you stop and have an overnight and then you get back on and you stop and have an overnight and rather than the boys in the car it becomes the boys in the train and there's a really weird thematic shift where when they're in the car the car's open air and it's less claustrophobic and they're friendly 
and as things get more real and they're in the enclosed encounters of the of the of the train carriages they begin to to hate each other a little bit it's quite interesting actually story-wise i feel like i would have loved that it's just a really (laughs) weird combination of like this kind of meaningless gameplay and a game of characters i genuinely didn't want to just put on some like history podcast on and ignore um which meant i was just like dead i'd like totally bored with it yeah i get it it sucks I mean, I, I didn't play um, a lot of Final Fantasy Fifteen, but I really enjoyed the road trip aspect. But like, because it's a Final Fantasy game, and I find Final Fantasy games so obtuse and fiddly, and there's lots of stuff in them that you would quite like to do, but you have to understand some arcane system in order to be able to do it. Uh, and I bounced off that side of things but um i liked it when they were all like cutting about in the car and eating noodles and that it's the best bit yeah uh right so uh i'm gonna play that jingle now i like every pitch here once again uh tom um i'm not convinced that breath of the wild although it is probably the best game that's been mentioned uh i'm not convinced that it's that bloated i don't think you've done all the shrines you've done all the shrines no no. no, I did do them all. I 100%ed it. Yeah. I don't think it is that bloated. And I think because it keeps throwing, because uh, the game um, uh, has that Nintendo thing where it's just, you know, it, it very rarely recycles the same idea. And it's just, it's constantly, as we said before, challenging your creativity as a player. Um, I don't think it counts as bloat. And I think, and I think the, um, the Korok seeds are just funny. I think I love that you collect nine hundred of them and get handed a turd, um, and it's 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 got to be a, it's got to be a commentary on on basically um, uh, open world design. Very spicy for a Nintendo game, so I like that. Uh, so I'm not accepting that as an example of bloat, and I'm not accepting the uh, the weapon system as an example of bloat. Given that it's it, not the, whole the system. Thing- it's just the amount of weapons. Yeah, but it's it designed the world. But it All those weapons. Blow. Imagine how many weapons it's, are it's lying not, around. It's not bloat because it would be bloat if it would it forced you to. It would be bloat if uh, the the weapon uh, degradation mechanic was there and every single sword was exactly the same. Like f- for example, in Skyrim, there's like five swords. Uh, that you know generally there are a lot of kind of special ones that you can go and find but like you know but um i don't think it's bloat because it's just designed once again to constantly challenge you as a player so i don't think that's boring i think that's i don't think that's bloat i think that is uh uh i think the the equivalent bloat would be something like borderlands where they've got this procedural generation system and there's five billion weapons in the game and they're all Mm. shit um, mm. Frankly, Tom, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I bet if Borderlands was made by Nintendo, you'd love it. You'd love all those weapons, no. all those amazing weapons no. that challenge you every time you pick one up. No, because I gave my Switch to my nine-year-old because I can't stand Nintendo games. Uh, it's not about that. You can't. You can't get me on that, Connor. Um, I played. I played Final Fantasy 15, as I said, for quite a lot. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm not sure it was that bloated. I, I think uh, I was struggling to empathize with how you felt about it because uh, I thought it was, for a Final Fantasy game, at least that first open world bit, I thought it was fairly lean, wasn't it? And, I think uh, you stop by every single like hub and do all the bounty missions. It's the most miserable thing in the world, and it makes you want to move on. Admittedly, that's hmm. self-imposed. Uh, 
but still it sucks. like i said i didn't get to the point where, where they're on a train and they're all depressed which uh sounds amazing i really sounds feel brilliant. like i want to go and spin that up now because uh, i love the idea of them all just sort of it, it starts off as like a, a really cool kind of like california road trip and then it turns into like an episode of bottom um <laughs> So you've got to uh, keep in mind, spoilers, I won't spoil it, but, but something horrible happens in between. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, so yeah, I need to, I need to find out why it becomes uh, a slog for them. So I need to, I need to get that back on. But um, I do take your point though, that, um, you know, even, even if, as you say, it is self-imposed, the fact that the content is there and if you're the sort of person who it has a, as a, a a bit of a completionist attitude. It's a nightmare. But what if you got given a poo at the end of it? You collect all of them. You got a poo. Suddenly, it's the best thing ever, isn't it? Maybe that's what depressed them on the train. Mm. Um, but um, I'm really, I'm very much torn between between Connor and Alex's. But I'm gonna, but I'm, I'm gonna give it to Alex. And only the main differentiator is that. Well, uh, the, the fact that the bloat is like added on later and took a uh, took a very well paced and balanced game by the sounds of it, and pretty much put the balance out of whack and kind of ruined it, but also improved the quality of life stuff to a point where it's impossible to go back. It feels like a form of torture, um, and, uh, uh, and 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 something about that appeals to me. I mean, not appeals to me, but you know, as a story, it appeals to me. Uh, and uh, and Alex just got really angry about it. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't so, me. Um, so I, Persona Four Golden, did you say? Yeah, let's call there's, it Persona Four God. It could be right. Persona Five Royal as well. I mean, there's there's been there's there's nine there's there's five hundred of these games, but like yeah. All right, Persona Four Golden is the the best game that's uh, that's a bit bloated. But yeah, I would say that Final Fantasy Fifteen is also a really good choice, and Breath of the Wild is a bad one. So like it was a it was a it was a tie. It was a neck and neck. I don't really care. Do you don't really care. <laughs> I've got. I'm just gonna go and eat a load of my mince pies I've got left. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I'm just wanting to trigger a load of like Tom Ari was robbed complaints again because um, uh, those were great. All right, okay, well, thanks very much for that. And uh, yeah, Persona Four Golden is the best game that's full of blow. I've decided, and that's the end of it. See you later. Like I said, you will find out in this year podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps us get the word out. Uh, we're not just a podcast, of course. If you'd like to hear more from the team, then check out VG247.com for our fantastic news coverage, features, reviews, and game guides. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>